Okay. All right. So let's talk about um, yeah, the Yemei Haddin. Get, get ourselves a little bit inspired. I know we're uh, still the summer. Kids are at least now home from camp, uh, which probably makes it even harder for us to think about Rashon Yom Kippur. And, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, not being in the, not getting, not being in the mode of school yet, it's very hard to connect to, to Rashon Yom Kippur. I, feel, I, I find it myself. I mean, I'm now in, back in yeshiva, but I know my wife and kids are not. And uh, just to see the house, you have to, you have to, you have to, function normally and, uh, and just the day-to-day tasks require so much mind um, you know strength of mind that, that how do you think what, what, how do you get into it how do you, how, how do you feel um, that you may have been so I want to discuss um, a famous Gemara important, very important Gemara because as many of the Bali Musar ask and deal with when they talk about Rashan Yom Kippur how does one be zochet a good day, a good year? That's like obviously what's on our minds, Rosh Hashanah. We want the best outcome that we can get. What is, maybe not a quick fix, but a very helpful tool to get there. So it's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Zayin says, as follows. Rava Amar. Kala maver al mavir in al kol Someone who's able to Turn away, turn a blind eye when something really bothers him and uh, doesn't, quote-unquote, stand up for himself. So the, it, says in, it says that in Shema Le'akol Pishav, Hashem erases all of his Averis. It's all gone. That's pretty cool. All I have to do is one time somebody, you know, says something to me that I don't like and I say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore it. And that's it. Up in Shemayim, it's all gone. He says, he brings a Pasuk. Shneemar, no say avain over al pesha. The mean no say avain, to whom does Hashem you know, lift up their averos? The misha over al pesha, somebody who passes over, who, who lets a pesha, lets someone who, who sinned against him, let, lets it go. Let's it go. Sort of Dessler, Chaim Shmulevitz, Rishol Salanter, all the great Bali Musters say, this is the key. This Gemara, this is it. Someone wants to be zochet hadin. They should practice this midah of being mavir and al midaisav. In fact, Rabbeinu Yoyna, Rabbeinu Yona, who wrote the Shari Tshuva, which was also one of the uh, oft-quoted svarim when it comes to doing tshuva, he calls this Gemara a Pesach Tikva Nichbad Ma'id. It's like a very, it's a lot of hope. It gives a person a lot of hope. How am I supposed to... How am I, how, what am I supposed to, to think? How, what am I supposed to tell a Kaddish Baruch Hu? I, I did an amazing, had, had an amazing year this past year, and now I'm just ready for another year. Give me more life. Give me more riches. Give me more. Give me more everything. It's like we all know the truth. We wasted a lot of time. We did did a lot of things that Kaddish Baruch Hu probably not so thrilled with us. So what's what what can we bring to the table? And therefore, this is what. Rebbeinu Yoni is saying, "This is a Pesach Tikva. You know, if you're looking for that opening, you're looking for that that saving grace. This Gemara, this is it. Okay, so let's uh, let's analyze this. What does it take? Is it is it that hard? Is that hard? You know, that definitely. Uh, you know, as as mothers and fathers, we deal with this all the time. You know, we want to say our kids do things against us. They say things against us, and we can either take it in stride." Or we can get really mad at them. 
So that's probably a pretty easy, um, it's, a, it's a venue that, that rises all the time. Where I could be Midos of where I could really have every reason right now to get angry at my kid, and I don't. I don't. But listen to, that, that's, you know, sometimes when you deal with your own children, it can be hard because you, want, you, have, you can get angry at them, but at the same time, you also know that you're kids and you love them. Sometimes it's easier, in fact, it's easier to be Mavralmidosa for your own children and other people. Why? Simply because you love them. You love them, and therefore, I'm, I'm willing to turn a blind eye. Sort of, Desler writes that the truth is, is that this is how we really need to think about every Jew. If we could work on loving every Jew, we would be able to be Mavra Amidosef. We're going to give different examples, more practical things, you know, things that do arise, and, um, and see if we could... You know, what does it take? What does it take to be a real loving Jew? In fact, the Gemara says, there's a very interesting story. There was once a, fa- uh, there was a famine, there was a drought in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, the God of Hador, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer ben Horkinus, they gathered the whole community to davening, to Yom Tefillah. And he gets there and he davens, puts on the talus, davens for the Amr, and he starts saying, HaKadosh Baruch, we need rain, we need rain, please send us rain. Sitting there davening, nothing happens. Okay. So he turns to his student, Rabbi Akiva. Hey, all right, Rabbi Akiva, your turn. Rabbi Akiva gets up there and he starts saying, Avinu Malkeinu. He says, Avinu Malkeinu, ein lanu melech ata. We have no other king other than you. And it started raining on the spot. So Abbas called, because it says in the Gemara that everyone's like, oh, look at this Rabbi Akiva. It's Rabbi Akiva, you know, he's, he's the student, but... Maybe he should be the God of Adar. What's, what's with his Rebbe? How come his Rebbe can't be answered and, and Hashem answers Rebbe Akiva? So Abbaskal, a voice from heaven, comes out and says, It's not because one of them is greater than the other. They're both great. Rather, This one is, is Rebbe Akiva is Mavra on his Midos, and Rebbe Lazar is not Mavra on his Midos. Now you may be wondering, well, then he must be greater. If we're saying that this is a, 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 a Mida that should be desired, and Rabbi Akiva has got it, and his Rabbi Rabbi Lezer doesn't have it, so how can the Baskals say they're not greater than each other? It's just that Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva has this nice quality of being Mavra al-Midaisaf. Then that in itself should make him greater than his Rabbi. So Rabbi Shul Salanter says something fascinating. He asks this question. Rabbi Shul Salanter says is that we find in the Gemara, Beishamai and Beishillel. You know, if someone would ask you, could you, just, could you just describe Beishamai? Or Shamai himself. Shamai and Hillel. What, what, what comes to mind when you think of Hillel? Let's start with that. Someone who's humble, someone who's willing to, to give up everything for Torah, you know, famous Gemara. And, 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 and Shamai, much more strict, strict approach. And in fact, the Gemara says that there was once a convert, a person, a guy who wanted to convert to Judaism, and he came to Shammai, and Shammai kicked him out of the room. You, you want me? Because he said, he said, Rabbi, can you teach me Torah al regalachas on one foot? He teach me the whole Torah. He says, What are you kidding me? Get out of here! And he goes to Hillel, and Hillel says, Absolutely, after Recha and Hillel brings him, you know, saves the day, and this man converts. So the, it looks like from that Gemara that be uh, Shammai and be Hillel. Are, are, are the good guy and the bad guy. That's, what, you know, that's, that's, that's like the simple reading of it. Like the good guy and the bad guy. 
So Rishol Slanter says, absolutely not. Bishamai, Shamai, he's like, I'm the Gedoyle Hador. He's not a bad guy. Rather, two different approaches. Shammai's approach was, is that for Torah, if someone is, you know, is, uh, is, is belittling Torah, then teach me the whole Torah one foot. So Shammai's approach is, we have to stand up for the honor of Torah, for covet of Torah, and we have to say, we don't deal with such things like that. Kapdonus, the way that, that Rabbi Sol Slander says, you know, we stand up for Torah and we don't, we don't back down. Hill didn't have that approach. Hill's approach was more of humility. Not that one is wrong, one is right. But that was his perspective. And Rabbi Shal Slanter says, we know from the Gemara that Rabbi Eliezer, the Rabbi of Rabbi Akiva, was a student of Bishamai. He believed in that school of thought. And Rabbi Akiva believed in the school of thought of Hillel. And therefore, even though Rabbi Eliezer is no less great than his student Rabbi Akiva, but his approach did not allow for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to forgo the sins of Klal Yisrael and send them rain. See, Rabbi Akiva, that's the, his approach. His approach is, you hit me, I walk away. Rabbi Eliezer's approach is, you hit me, I have to, I'm a Talmud Chacham, I have to stand up for the Torah. I can't allow that to happen. So that's, the, it's, a, it's a different perspective. Not that one is right or one is wrong. And therefore, there is still a difference. The outcome of Rabbi Akiva's tefillos, because he chose this, this way of life, of being Mavra al-Midosav, his, his tefillos were answered. Hashem said, you know what? I'm going to turn a blind eye to the Averis of your community and I'm going to bring rain. So Rabbi Yisrael Santos says, okay, so how do, we, how do we paskin? What's our perspective? How, how do we, uh, how do we how, what, 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 what method do we choose? So he says, the Gemara paskin for us, the Gemara right there in this, after that story, the Gemara in Shabbos says, a person, person should always choose the path of Hillel, that we should be humble, choose humility, and then and, 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 and avoid at all costs being a captain. Even if you have good intentions and you're going to stand up for the covenant of Torah, we go with Hillel. We paskin like Hillel. Now it's interesting. What did Hillel tell, tell that convert? What did he tell him? You want to know the Torah? or at least if I can give you the Torah at one foot, he told him, what you don't like being done to you, don't do to your friends. Who is the, um, the, the, the who, who, who encompasses this message of of all the Tanoim in the Gemara? Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is the Talmud of Hila. This was his message of life. He said, Ku klal gadol and therefore, Rabbi Akiva's pers- way of life was Mavr al-Midosav. So what we've established now is, is that to be Mavr al-Midosav, to turn a blind eye, even if Shammai or that school of thought may say, no, stand up for the Torah, stand up you know, for your own respect for the covet of a Jew, of, of yourself, Hillel's perspective, and Rabbi Akiva, who embody the Pasuk of Ahavta Lericha Kamaycha, they don't take that approach. They say Mavr al-Midosav. And that's why Rabbi Akiva's tefillahs were answered. So Rav Dassler says, we, this, is, this is the approach that we need to take. So how do we, how does one, um, how, does, how does one do that? Let me give you a mashal. You know, many times uh, people make simchas. And when you make a simcha, 
you know, everything is heightened, heightened awareness. Yeah, you have to make sure that you have, that you have to have the, the sudas are all prepared and the clothes are all prepared and the laundry and the, and, 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 and the waiters. And, and there's so many things on your mind that, you know, spirits are running high and Almeida Simchas that I've been to, you know, naturally, there are things that go wrong. Things don't go, don't run, you know, exactly as you planned. Um, so, so let's say, for example, um, this one's happened to me. I was sitting at a simcha, and the waiter you know, knocked into a chair, and then, like, I think, like, a mayonnaise, like, fell on my suit. It's like, what? Like, I, I'm here at the simcha. There's nothing I can do. I don't have a spare jacket here. And it's Shabbos. I can't really clean this now. I can't go over this thing and clean this. And we're walking around like a fool. And I could be really angry at this waiter. He's like, I can't believe you did that. Look where you're going. Like, come on. So what is, I think, a natural reaction. The person say, what? what are you doing? Come on, come on. I can't believe you did that. Like, you, should, you should look next time. Next time, be a little more careful. That, that's a knee-jerk reaction. And that's natural. How does somebody be mavra al and... Again, you, you, in the spur of the moment, unless you prepare, unless you are, you know, so you've refined your character that, to, to the extent that we'll talk about, it's almost impossible many times to really overcome that, to be Mavra Amidosev. It's very tricky. So listen to, 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 to some of the Eitzes that are, that are of Desler writes. Pieces of advice, small pieces of advice, which, you know, some of them, it's funny, I just found this of Desler, some of them I've heard from my Rebbein, and I try my best to, to incorporate them in my life. But it's very, it's very hard um, at the beginning, but the more you see it, the more you practice it, the more you realize how easy these steps are, and it really does change your perspective on not just Jews, on the world, on people. You'll have a greater appreciation of You can come to an avat. I'm not there yet, but you can see where it starts, these seeds that, these seeds that, they, that are planted. You can see where your, your, your whole, you have a paradigm shift. You, you, you can't get angry at other people. Listen to what Desler says. I, I, um, I wanted to make it in a way that we could, 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 uh, could uh, some mnemonic to remember these, some of them. So that's why I felt, you know, where this all starts, before we even have a conversation about any of these five steps, it also, you have to first have some humility. It starts with humility. If you're not ready to work, you know, to, to submit yourself to someone else, then how are you ever going to come to Vahavta Larecha Kamaicha? You want me to love him as much as me? Oh, I'm better than him. Until a person makes that, you know, has that mindset, that I'm at least ready to consider another person being at least equal to me, so then, then, then this conversation doesn't start. Listen to what, this is not everything that Dessler says, but these are some of them that I felt are very, are very uh, relevant. It says like this, so I want to go from humility, like, the, like we said in the title, from humility to nobility. So from the H, we're going to go I, J, K, L, M. And then you get to the N, to nobility. So I, what's the I? The I is I. Rav Destler says that when you speak to somebody, anybody, he says, Don't speak so much about yourself. Speak about the person who you're talking to. Ask them about them. If you're talking so much about yourself, so then, number one, he's going to despise you. He's not going to like you. The guy just talks about himself. Goes to his head. 
And if you only talk about yourself, you won't learn anything about the person who's sitting beside you. You know nothing about them. This is something that my Rebbe, Rabbi Howard, stressed so many times. If you, if you want to you know, assess someone, you know, five minutes. You have a conversation. Many times you meet people, you're at a Kiddush, you're here, there, a chasana, and, and you meet someone sitting next to the table, next to you, and uh, you have a conversation. In five minutes, he says, you could, you could shut them up. You say, yeah, how are you? Where are you from? Does he ask you, where are you from? Or is, he, or is he only answering your questions that you are throwing to him? Harry once told me he was once in Switzerland and um, for a medical conference, and he, uh, he met a rabbi from the United States in the airport. And he said, it's kind of random. He knew the rabbi, he knew who he was. And uh, he said, you know, what are you doing here? And this, this rabbi, he, said, he, he just kept on talking about what he was doing there. He did this, he did that. He, he, so the entire time, he didn't ask Rabbi Howard, and what are you doing here in the middle of Europe? You don't belong here, you belong in Baltimore. Not once did he ask him that. And Rabbi Howard said, it was, he was so disturbed. So disturbed that like this person is so self-centered. He didn't even ask you what I'm doing here. It's nothing. It's all of the whole conversation for now is about him. Fortunately, that Rav he lost his position. It was a sad story, but he, it was just a self-centeredness. That Harry said it, within minutes he could sniff it out that, that this man does not ask what's going on with your life. What, what are you, how are you doing? And that Rav Dessler says is is so critical. You know, for someone who wants to, to work on v'haft l'recha kamaycha, you have to be interested in what the person who's across the table is, is talking is, what, What's about their life? What's going on with them? That, that's step number one. That's the I. Don't talk about I so much. Talk about you. Number two, the J. J is judging. Judgment. Says Rav Dessler, I'm quote, this is his, his, his language. Whatever I'm saying in Hebrew is from Rav Dessler himself. He says, "Lahavin midais hazulas ulihischashev imahem," to understand the characteristics, the, the the personality of the person that you're talking to, and consider those traits, consider them. So, for example, let's go back to that mushal. You're at a simcha, and the waiter, you know, drops a drops a bowl of mayonnaise on you. Okay, I can get angry. Now, I can consider, wait a second, is this his first time on the job? Maybe he's nervous. Maybe he's just, he feels the pressure. I'm in a rush. I gotta, I gotta serve. My, my boss is, is, is watching me every second. And he, this is a mistake, a genuine mistake. So this is what we call classic Danakav Schus. See, many people misinterpret, I feel, that, that, that Mishnah of Hevidan is called Mekavschus, where they say, well, if someone did an Aveira, it must not have been really a mistake. He really must have been doing a mitzvah. And he really must have, you know, if I only knew, he's really the Tzadik Yisait Eilam, and everything that he's doing is 100% fine. That, that doesn't mean, that's not necessarily what Chazal expects of us. You don't have to say, when you're done the Kavschus, you don't have to say, that person is really doing a mitzvah. It's not. He could be doing an Aveira. Danakavschus means is that I try to put myself in the shoes, into his shoes, and understand, well, why did he come to that Aveira? 
What led him there? Maybe if I was in his predicament, I also would have fallen. Maybe I also would have done that. And you can't blame him. So if, if, if Cesar of Dessler, if I could be lihavin midos hazulas, if I can understand where the other person's coming from, what his, what his intuition you know, leads him to, 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 to react, how to react, and how he, and how he deals with people and, 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 and situations, then I can understand him. I'll give you a mashal that we can all understand. Imagine there's a person who has a child, you're at, you know, you're at a kiddush, and there's a child there who's autistic. And he's sitting there and he's putting his hands you know, in, in, into a piece of cake. Right? And you see him there. So if you know that he's autistic, you say, beautiful, he's here and chill, he's enjoying himself. That's easy to do, right? Because you know that he's autistic. But you know there's some people that the autism is not that readily noticeable. You don't necessarily notice it at first glance. You think, you know, what is this person? He's crazy, what is he doing? You know, and then, and then he turns to you and, you know, and he does something like, oh, now I get it. That's an extreme. That, that's 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 an example that that is that happens and, and um, we can relate to. Now, what about if you make a simcha, and um, and um, you need people to host your guests? Guests coming from out of town, and you need uh, bedrooms. You can't host everyone, so you call your neighbors, and it's like your best friend who lives a few houses away. For sure, she's gonna have room. They call her and she says, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't host, I'm really sorry. It's like, what do you mean? She's got, she, she has the double suite, I, I, I need that. <laughs> like, she knows I need it, I can't believe she didn't. She's not giving that to me. Now, if you really knew her well, you would say, okay, is there anything going on in her life? Do, do I know, is, is she an anxious person? Is hosting guests hard for her? Is it difficult right now because it's a, a week before Rosh Hashanah? Like, if we could consider the other person's um, situation, the other person's um, their character traits, it's always easier for us to understand. You know, it's easier for us to forgo to be Mavra Midosaf. That's really what it takes is to understand the other person. There's, listen to the mashal, the Gemara Yishalmi. Right before the Gemara brings the Gemara asks like this: There's a mitzvah, there's an in the Torah. You're not allowed to take nekama. Now take Nakama. So says the Gemara, you want to understand why you can't take Nakama? The Gemara gives a mushal. Imagine you have a, um, you're in the middle of cutting a tomato, and you accidentally, you know, you cut your, cut your thumb. So the Gemara says, are you going to say, I can't believe you just cut this thumb. I can't believe you did that. I'm going to cut your thumb. And you go back and you cut your other thumb. That's the mashal the Gemara says. Gemara says, you would never do that. That's crazy. Why? Why is that crazy? Your thumb cut your other thumb. Your right thumb. Your right hand cut your left thumb. You should be upset at it. So it says the Gemara, because you understand that your right hand didn't, it was, that was, it was negligent. Or, excuse me, it was, it was, it was unintentional. It's not, it's not your right hand's fault. It was a mistake. Of course you would never do that. It's a mistake. Says the Gemara, that's why you can't delay seeking like Sitar. You can't take Nakama. Because if you viewed every Jew as your right hand, you think you want me to take her, you know, get back on my that's 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 ludicrous. Why would I do that? That's 
that, that's, that's self-harm. I'm hurting myself. And not only is it myself, but I can understand why that, that person can make a mistake, just like my right hand. People make mistakes. If I knew what his situation was, if I knew how he reacts, if I, if, if I could really put myself in his shoes, I never, I wouldn't have a, any doubt about taking a comma. I mean, that's crazy. Like the more says, that's how you always have to look at any situation when somebody offends you. They're my right hand. They are me. We're going to talk about this more. A beautiful thing from Rishim Mishka. We'll get to that. So that's number two. That's J, is judging. Difficult to do, but again, it, all with, it comes, uh, uh, this all comes with cognition. If we're able to think and relate to other people, we'll be able to understand them, and then we won't judge them. And then, and then we'll, we'll be able, in the long run, to be maver al-midosav. Because all of this comes, with, comes into loving, right? If you really loved a yid, like your right hand, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't care. Just like that child who's, who's mushing the cake. You don't get upset. You don't get upset at a child like that. You don't get, a, get upset at your right hand. You don't get upset at another Jew. Okay, that brings us to K. Number three. K is know your friend's qualities. This is Cesar of Dessler. Again, we're not, this, is not, uh, this is not like Jay where you're trying to learn you know, about the person's predicament, but just getting to know a person. What are their qualities? Famously, the Ramban wrote in his, in his letter to his son, you can always find something better in your friend than yourself. If you're wealthy and he's poor, he's, he's keeping religion without any money. That's pretty, that's pretty special. I'd say you're poor and he's rich. Wow. He must have done something, some chash of a mitzvah to deserve the, those riches. You can always find something in another Jew. That, that you, you know, some quality that you don't have. That leads to respect. If that's what it says, you'll respect the person when you get to know them and say, wow, that person's accomplished so much in their life. They've gone through medical school. I don't know if I could have done that. You know, they've raised a beautiful family. That's, that, 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 that's a hard thing to do. So you can always find something. And if you know the qualities of your friend, so then you'll, you'll love them more. And the more that you love them, again, that's Rav Dessler's equation. Learn to love another Jew, like Rabbi Akiva, like Hillel, you'll be able to be Mavra Amidoisim. And you'll be able to, to, to turn the blind eye when they, 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 they bother you. That's K. L is listen well. This is a hard one. Hard one. Says Rav Dessler, Hakshev Ledivre Hasheni, listen to the other person. And this probably is, has somewhat to do with uh, the uh, you know with I of don't always speak about yourself because what's difficult about uh, not talking about yourself and waiting for the other person to talk is you have to listen very hard to listen the famous joke you probably heard it my grandfather used to say it that um, you know there's two two women go out for coffee and they're schmoozing with each other. And uh, one of them, they haven't seen each other a long time, and they're catching up. And one friend just feels like, hey, I'm, I'm waiting for my time. I want to, she's not, I want to talk about my life. It's because she keeps on talking about her life, you know. And uh, so her friend is going on and on and on. And finally she says, you know what, you know, enough about me. You know, let's talk about, you. did you read my new book? Have you read that yet? Yeah. That's a one-sided, egocentric person. 
she has a hard time listening. She also, she wants to talk about herself, and 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 that's that's humbling. It requires humility to listen, to sit and concentrate on what the other person has to say about their life, or about their interests. If it doesn't, if it's not, doesn't interest me. Why should I listen? And I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm good at this. It's very hard, right? To listen to somebody else's somebody else go on and ramble on when it doesn't that information doesn't interest me. But to do that, to sit and listen, says Rav Dessler, that's humility. And that will bring you to Ava. They'll love you because you're listening to them. And guess what? You'll learn to love them because you care about them. And you actually listen to them. You care about what they're saying. Some of the different G'daylam that I've met in my life, I feel like all of them you know, were, uh, they excelled in this, in this area. Able to just sit and listen. And sometimes they're so good at it, you just keep on going on. You start talking, talking, talk. Because like, are they, are they expecting me to say more? Not necessarily. They're, they're taking in what you're saying. They're listening. But they've, they've perfected this midah of listening that it makes you number one as, as if I, I just know from my own experience, I feel that you know, they care about me. Because they're listening to me. If they care about me, it must be they love me. Wow. That 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 engenders Ava. And this is something also uh, very much like you can relate to as parents, you know, with our children. All right, what's that book that we have in the house called? Listen. I read some of it. One more time? Right. Right. I'm not sure. I think there's another book that has the same. There's like a few versions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't say I read it from cover to cover, but I've uh, I've peeked at it, and definitely that you know because the Yisoid is in Chazal. When you listen, when you listen to somebody, especially you listen to your kids, they feel validated. They feel, they recognize that you care about them, and then they'll want to listen to you. So that, says Rav Dessler, is obviously uh, is key um, to, to building a relationship with, with, with other, other people and other Jews. And he says something interesting, Rav Dessler. He says, when you meet someone, he says, he's a mate. Like, with all your, with all your might, try your best. Try to remember people's names and the details about their life. Remember, I had a Rebbe in high school who told me that he went with his class to visit Ramosha Feinstein when he was in the first grade. And he went back when he was a bacher. He hadn't seen Ramosha. And Ramosha said, Shalom Aleichem. He said, what's your name? And he said, my name is David, so-and-so. He said, from where? From where? I've met you before, right? You were in the same class as so-and-so, right? And he said, he was floored. He was floored. Here's a guttle. Just imagine. He's not some random person, you know, who's, who's living out in, uh, you know, Kansas City, who's met like five Jews in his life. You know, I met you. I remember first grade. The whole world is coming to his table, Rav Moshe Feinstein. And he remembered a first grader, or more than one first grader, because he, he said he remembered his friend who was with him in his class. He's like, like, obviously he has a great memory of Moshe Feinstein. Uh, we can't, we can't, uh, 
disregard that. But he cared. He really cared about people. When you care about them, you remember them. And that's what Rav says. Try to remember their names. Because then you can relate to them. And then obviously, then, and then the next time you meet them, and you call them by their first name, you know, they feel like a million bucks. Happens to be, they say, the best fundraisers remember names. Why? I, again, hopefully that, that it's uh, because they like the person, but it's also, it's a marketing tactic. Next time you know, oh, Rav Strelok, how you doing? And he's like, oh, he remembers me, he knows me. Oh, yeah, let's can have a conversation again. It, it, it breeds, it breeds, achva um, v'reyus. Speaking of reyus, it says, Why does it say, use that language, Why doesn't it say, Just love your friend. Why is it, So Chazal say, that um, reyus does not necessarily mean friendship. Chazal make a drasha when Moshe Rabbeinu saw one of the you know, two Jews fighting in Mitzrayim, and he says, Lama why are you hitting your friend? So, so Chazal say, Just like you're a rasha, he's also a rasha. You're both rishayim. From here we learn that who's he talking to? Dasan and Aviram, two rishayim in Mitzrayim. So ask the Mepharshim, where do Chazal see in this word Reacha that he's also a Rasha like him? He's his friend. Who says he's a Rasha? Maybe the one who's hitting, is punching him in the face, he's the Rasha. And the one who's being punched, he's a Tzadik. So the Peirish Yoyinasan, Targim Yoyinasan explains that Reya, a, a, a Reya doesn't mean friend. It means someone that you have commonality with. That's what Reyes is. He has proof to this. And therefore, What's the common denominator here? If you're talking to Russia, we know nothing about the individual who's hitting his friend other than he's hitting his friend. The Torah doesn't tell us, give us any, any details about him. Here's a man who's hitting his friend. So what we know about him? He's a Russia. Okay, well, if he's his Reya, then he's also a Russia. So we have two Rishayim here. Well, then, what we learn from this is that Reyes, a Reyu means someone you have common, you share common, common, commonality with, that you're similar to. And that's why, by the way, I said this at a Sheva Brachas, you probably remember. Um, that, uh, what do we say? We say, should be, they should have, Ava, Viachva, Vishalom, Vereyas. It's always bothered me, like, Ava, a couple should have Ava, Reyas, they should be friends. Yeah, the husband and wife, they should be friends, good friends. You would expect something a little more out of a marriage, I think. But what we're saying here is that no, Reyes is commonality. The more that the two spouses you know, learn about each other, they get to know each other, they understand each other. The longer that, they're, what they're, they're, that they live together, they, they definitely learn, learn about each other more. They love each other more. Because the more commonality that there is, the more ava. And that's therefore, The Torah is telling us, how are you going to love your friend, a fellow Jew, when he's reyacha? The more that you have in common with him, the more that you learn about him, the more that you realize that he's a Jew like me. He has so many shared goals like me. We're all part of the same people. We have the same God. We have the same um, ambitions in life. Then, of course, I'm going to love him. That's a haftarich ha So that all, all of what we've discussed tonight falls into that discussion. The more that I listen to him, the more I know about him, the more I let him talk, 
the more that I understand his 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 intuitions, his his character characteristics, his, his way of life, the more I know about, the more I understand him, the more he's like my right hand that I would never dare take retribution from, just like in that mashal in the Gemara. That's really how one could put themselves in their shoes of, of another Jew. That's L. Finally is M, and this is going to come with a little bit of a shock. M is myself. Me. How am I supposed to be Maribir Ahav if I'm focused on myself? So do you know there's a, there's a concept in the Torah called Chayacha Kaidmim. Your life comes first. Doesn't sound so humble, right? Your life comes first. You put yourself first. Who said that? Want to take a guess? Who said in the Gemara Chayacha Kodmim? Go guess, Rabbi Akiva. Akiva, the same man who said, He was Mavram Yudaisev. He says, Chayacha Kodmim, your life comes first. That's interesting. If anything, you would think, Mavir and Amidosav. I should always let someone go first. Just put myself last. Everyone go first before me. How is it that Rabbi Akiva is the same man who's telling me, your life comes first? So Rabbi Shemeshkop asked this question. And he says that Chazal really addressed this. They make a drasha that um, um, Hashem says, Ki Kaddish Ani, Kedushasi Lemalem Mikedushaschem. My holiness is higher, is loftier than yours. You can't be as holy as me. Rashi Mishkaf explains there that what Hashem's referring to is, is, is that, why did Hashem make the world? To be a giver. Because Hashem is tov. And if you're a tov, you're a meitav. If you are goodness, goodness breeds giving. Hashem needs to give. It's the way that it is. If you think that you could be like Hashem, like we all strive to do, we all strive to be like HaKadosh Baruch and be a giver, and you give and you give and you give and you give and you never get, you don't take care of yourself, says Rosh Hashem then you're not a giver. HaKadosh Baruch says, you're not like me. You need to ensure that you love yourself and yourself comes first because you won't be able to do it. You're not capable of giving like me. Can't. You have to have take. You have to take care of yourself. So says Rishon But okay, fine. So I'm supposed to be taking care of myself. But then how am I supposed to take care of others? It's this dichotomy that's that's tricky. So he says, you know, you have to look at it. He says, someone who loves themselves. Let's start with that perspective. I have to love myself. Okay, who, what's myself? Who am I? Okay, well, my body. That's me. Take care of myself. Make sure I take take a shower. Make sure that I'm healthy, I go to the doctor, brush my teeth. Okay. Says Rabbi Shimon, is that only you? Is that all of you? Just your physical side? No. You also have a neshama. Okay, fine. So I'm going to take care of all that we mentioned. And I'm also going to take care of my neshama that I should go daven, and I'm going to go learn, and I'm going to do mitzvahs, so I'm going to take care of the new chesed. Take care of my neshama. Okay, good. Is that really all of you? Is that the whole ani? What about your family? It's my family, my unit, it's mine. That's me. All right, look at my family, same last name. This is me. Very nice, okay. You're expanding the ani. The I has gone beyond your body, it's beyond your neshama, it actually extends to your family. Says Rav Shimon, 
the ultimate degree of an Ani in this world expands the entire Jewish people. Klal Yisrael is one. It's really that Gemara Nidarim that we mentioned, that Yerushalmi Nidarim. My fellow Jew is me, is the Ani. We're all one body. We are all one organism. Without, without the other, I can't function. Roshim Mishkap says, take a, he says, take a machine. You know, you have, or a watch. If it's missing one spring, the whole thing doesn't work. So when you point to a watch, you say, this is the watch. Yeah, but there are many parts to the watch inside of it. So what Shimon says is that if we expand our Ani, we're part of that Ani. You're also part of that Ani. We're all part of the Ani. Then I take care of myself and I take care of you. And then I do have to follow Rabbi Akiva's dictum that I have to, my life comes first. And if, if taking care of you risks my life, then I'm violating what the Torah says. The Torah does not want me to do that. But I also have to take into consideration that if I can and I'm capable of taking care of myself, and I'm also capable of taking care of you, then I have to, because you're also me. That's v'haft l'recha k'meicha at its best. That's what Roshim Mishkaf says. So while the first four letters, the I-J-K-L, are focused on the other, it's very crucial and critical to, to never forget about the M, the myself, me. I'm part of this equation too. And if I love myself dearly, so then, and I understand that myself goes beyond just in this, this, this ama al ama, so then I love everybody. I love anybody who's part of myself. That's the kamaycha, that's vaftlericha kamaycha. It's the expansion of the Ani. That's what, that's what Shimon says. So with all this being said, if a person doesn't talk only about themselves, and if they learn about the other, they understand the other person, where they're coming from, what their background is, and they learn to, um, they, 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 they respect the qualities of the individual they're talking to. They learn about them, they know about them. And um, they, give, they give them time to listen to them. And, and, it, and, and after all that, they're still taking care of themselves. That, says Rav Dessler, is the Adam HaShalim. That's the per, that, that is the, the, the biggest Ani. That's the Ani HaGodl. That is the one who is who's on top. He's, he's Shleimus. Because he, he sees himself. He sees the whole picture. If a person only focuses on themselves, then they're missing a little bit, most of the picture. They're, they've only zoned in on one cog in the watch. They're missing that much more broader perspective of themselves. So this is Rav Dessler, if, if, a person, um, if a person takes this into, you know, is, is mindful of this, and they, and they work and they excel in their avas chaverim, in their avas Yisrael, so then they'll have a very much easier time with being maver al of, of letting it go, understanding. Of course, I can't get upset at that person. Why would I get upset at that person? I love that person. It's me. Why would I get on my right hand? Okay, fine. It's easy. For Rebbe Akiva, who's the pinnacle of Haftaricha Kamecha, maver al was easy for him because that's, that was his whole life, was, was thinking about the other. I'll share with you a story. I'll close with this. That... Um, 
There was once upon a time, there was a boy, his name was Yaakov Fine. He was nine years old. And he was an only child. And um, he always wanted a sibling. So he would chaper his parents. He said, Mommy, I, are you going to have another? I want, an, I, want, I, want another I want a brother. I want to play ball. My friends have, have siblings, and I, I, want a, I want a brother. Now, his parents didn't disclose to him that his mother had a medical condition. She wasn't able to have any more children. So she said, listen, it's up to Hashem. You know, Hashem's the one who gives babies. And uh, maybe one day. So one night, his father was putting this uh, Yaakov to bed. And Yaakov asks his father, Abba, can you do a bris on Shavuos? Is that a bris on Shavuos? Sure. You can even do a bris on Shabbos. He said, oh, okay, good. His father shrugged it off. And, okay. A few weeks go by, and um, Yaakov's mother's not feeling well. She goes to the doctor. She discovers that she's pregnant. Now, she's very excited, but immediately the doctor's she has a visitation with the doctors, and they said, you know, you have to abort immediately. This is a danger to your life. It's a sakana. And um, go to consult with your rabbi, but tomorrow, we got a... I'm sorry, I apologize, but this is... Chayecha kaidmin. Your life comes first. So, there obviously the parents were saddened. But that night, for some reason, Rabbi Fine was thinking about what his son asked him a few weeks before. You know, can you do a bris on Shavuos? So he was putting it to bed again at night after they got this news. And he asked his son, you know, Yaakov, can you tell me, remember a few weeks ago you asked me if you could do a bris on Shabbos. I'm just curious, why, why, do you, why are you thinking about that? He said, well, Abba, we were learning in Yeshiva that um, the Gemara says in Shabbos, that if a person, you know, a person, it's better to be a person who hears their disgrace and doesn't respond. You hear it and you let it go. And my Rebbe told us that if you do that, Hashem answers your tefillahs right away. You see by Rebbe Akiva, he gets up there, and the rain starts pouring. So he said, at recess, there were boys who were, who were bullying me, making fun of me. And I, was, and, and I remember my rabbi had just said that. And I ran out of the courtyard, ran into the classroom. And I was crying. And I turned to Hashem. And I said, Kaddish Baruch Hu, I didn't say anything. Can you please give my mother a baby? And I believed what my rabbi said. And I felt like Hashem heard my tefillos. I went to a calendar. And I said, nine months from now, there's going to be Shavuos. And um, that's why I asked you if, if, if you could do a bris meal on Shavuos. You imagine being the father, and you hear the story. Couldn't sleep that night. Went back to his rub the next day, and he said, I know we came to you yesterday, and this is what you said, but just tell me, does this story have any, you know, does this carry any weight in this decision? So the Rav said, um, <laughs> this is above my pay grade. I, 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 would never, I would never say to him that he can consider such a thing, but you know what? Let's go to the Godel, one of the Godel. 
And um, I would love to ask, the story is found in Rabbi Benjamin Przansky, um in his book, Strengthening the, the Heart, Strengthening, Strengthening the Heart with Amuna. He didn't say which God this was. But they went to one of the Gedoyal papers of Chaim Kanievsky, I don't know. And they told him the story, and they said, the doctors say that it's a sakana to the mother because of her medical condition, but this is the story. And the Godel says, in this case, you can. And they did. And they had a healthy baby boy, whose bris was just a few days after Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mimaver Almidai says, it really works, it's really true. Chazal say it, and everything that Chazal say is emes lamitai. So let's let's uh, think about these, you know, from humility to nobility, the H I J K L M N. We'll walk out of Rosh Hashanah with nobility, proud to be a Yid, proud to love every other Jew, and Kadosh Baruch Hu in turn will be maver al midaisav, and he will be maver and kol peshav. Shabbos Eichel, Ksiva v'Chasim Etayva. Good to be